and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhoods. This episode, we are taking a look at Teenage Mutant Hero slash Ninja Turtles, uh, depending on your preference, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, we talked about this on Who Wins uh, a while ago, um, but it's probably a good place to say you start. Um, back when Turtles came about, which was at the late 80s, early 90s, um, the UK was going through a very, um, a very definite period of uh, public violence disorder, uh, lots of rioting and things like that. And so it was decided um, that the word ninja was had too violent a connotation to it, so they decided not to use it, um, which is also why they took away uh, Mikey's nunchucks in the original version. I'd forgotten about that completely. Um, yeah, he didn't have nunchucks, did he? No, but the toy did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, as a period of social unrest, the BBFC in their infinite wisdom decided that it had to be re-edited to take out the word uh, ninja and all references to ninjas. Yeah. Um, so the, the theme tune was amended as well to take out Ninja and replace it with fighting. Um, no, it's Hero. No, um, Spl- uh, Splinter turned into a fighting team rather than a Ninja team. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Ninja. I thought you meant the main... No, no, the main dragon, yeah, that yeah, was Hero. Yeah, they do say Hero Tales. Right? Yes. Um, interestingly, when it, was tra- when it then went to Europe and was translated into many European languages, the, the logo stayed the same. It was, it was um, Hero, not uh, Ninja. So when they translated from the Italian, it still said Hero, not Ninja. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize. I thought it was just us. No, no, it was. Um, it started okay. off here, and then Ireland adopted it for the second or third series, and then when it went to Europe, they they kind of did it, not realizing. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think now though it's and, and this is because there have been, as we'll come on to, many uh, iterations of Turtle since. Just as there were many by the time even this this cartoon had popped up, they'd already been around in, in comic book form for some time, but. That's now been retconned. They are now Ninja Turtles. Yes. All over again. It was only that original show yeah. where they were hero turtles. That's um, right. And so I've got kind of a weird relationship with that because my first exposure to turtles was as the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. I was yeah, so, yeah. relatively young when this came out. And though I did read comics, I certainly wasn't into the more indie side of comics as I would be now. If, if Ninja Turtles dropped as a new book today, I'd be all over it. As a child, I wasn't. For a start, it was in black and white, so as a kid, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, um, and, and that was another thing that played into it, apparently, was when um, when they looked at the tie-in materials, when um, when the show first aired over here, um, the, the original run of the, um, the Turtles comic was quite graphic, it was quite violent. It uh, still is, if you read the proper stuff, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I think, I think that was, again, tying into the fact they didn't really want people to associate this, this kid's show no. with something that was uber violent so taking out the reference to ninjas they took out a lot of the weapons from um, from episodes of here so when they when they chopped them and censored them mm-hmm. and they took a lot of the weapons out um, I say Mikey's nunchucks were all together um, replaced with a, was a grappling hook I think something like that wasn't it he had something rubbish yeah um, but yeah the toys still came with the nunchucks which was really weird yeah, it was, I mean, I always remember growing up, it was always nunchucks and shurikens were just, yeah. y- you couldn't go near any of them. They were, like, properly banned. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, as opposed to, like, something like a katana sword, which, yeah, of course, which can't funny. do any damage whatsoever. Yeah. Nunchucks, two pieces of fucking wood with a chain, with in, the chain in the middle. Oh, God, no, those are lethal. That's it. So, um, yeah, it was quite an interesting um, place to start from in this country, really. Yeah, but, I mean, just, yeah, just to go back, I suppose it's, it's weird because now I'm in a, I'm in a position where I always think of that cartoon as teenage mutant hero turtles. Yeah. But turtles as a as a franchise has played a reasonable part in my life. I've, I would go as far as to say I've been a fan of turtles ever since this cartoon, and I've 
further got down the road into the other iterations and read the comics and stuff. And everything else is Ninja Turtles to me. Yeah. I would, if, if I was to refer to it offhand in conversation now, I would call them Ninja Turtles, not yeah. Hero Turtles. That's right, and, and even to the point where, like we've discussed this on other episodes of the show before, my mother's not particularly savvy about stuff, but even she, mm-hmm. from day one, has referred to them as Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, the Hero Turtles rebranding thing really didn't work at all. No, it didn't. I, I, think, I think possibly because of the fact that by the time it came out over here and then you had the films and then the second, third and fourth, and the sets of series, Ninja kind of kept on going with it, and I think that it was only the, that really that cartoon and the, the immediate merchandise that really did the hero turtles thing. Everything else that you were hearing about was Ninja, and everything you would have read about in the press when they were talking mm. about this, you know, this show that was um, aimed at kids but was full of um, psycho killing turtles and whatever else, that would have been Ninjas. So, I mean, it, it really did embed itself in the public consciousness from day one as Ninja Turtles. I think it's only yeah. sort of our generation as kids at the time would have even tweeted that it was hero turtles, yeah, and, and that was just because as a kid. It, we wouldn't really have been savvy enough to realise that there'd been a name change, especially in those days. Like, if that happened today, yeah. we have the internet, we have YouTube, yeah, these exactly. things are reported on. We would know that it was supposed to be Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Back then, we had none of that. This show just cropped up, yeah. and it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, so that's what we, we took it as being. Yeah. But I mean, my, my first exposure to, to it as Ninja Turtles was we went to, to Disney World in 91, I think, and um, they were uh, MGM. They had. Um, they were, weren't they? So you had like, yeah. the, the turtle band turned the up and yeah, the, yeah. the ninja party in uh, I think April sung the theme tune. I remember that, yeah. Um, and that was like the first completely onside the van. It was teenage ninja yeah. turtles. I thought, what the fuck? Okay, I wouldn't say what the fuck because I'd have been about eight or something. But I was like, what are they about ninjas? What? Yeah, why are they ninjas? Yeah. And that no, that was my first real foray into it. And I was like, oh, okay. I'd forgotten about it. So I was I was reading about it this week. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And going back to my parents' house, there are pictures in, in, in the attic from that holiday and there's loads of pictures of me and my brother with all the turtles. Yeah, I so, forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I've, but it was... I've got a feeling, though, and I could be totally wrong, but I have a feeling that the first film, well, and, and all the subsequent films, I've got a feeling that that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. even in this country. I don't think it was Hero Turtles for the film. I think it was, I think the, I think the first film was a bit later, wasn't it? I think they'd gone past that point. I mean, mm. I think the... the I mean, particularly, the government you know, have changed and some attitudes have changed a bit. Because you even had things like the ninja rap then as well, yeah. which was the ninja rap, and no point was, I it, was was it turtle rap. Well, it might be called the turtle rap, I don't know, I know it was the ninja rap, uh, go ninja, go ninja, go. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it is the turtle rap. I mean, there was turtle power, which yeah. was a totally separate, Yes. which I have on vinyl still, <laughs> and it folds out into a poster. I've got exactly three vinyls. I've got, it's still kicking around me, I'm more back in the day, but I've got the Tetris theme, <laughs> I've got Turtle Power, and I've got the Super Mario Land theme all on vinyl. I knew it was going to be Mario Land. I knew that was going to be It had to be, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I can't really remember, like with some of the, the cartoons that we've talked about, I can very definitively remember the first time I saw it, and I can remember, or not maybe the absolute first time, but yeah. I could think back to where that I was, period. what I was doing, and, and that period. I don't think I can with Turtles, and I think part of that is because I was, I mean, I, I was a huge Turtles fanboy from day one. From the first time I saw this thing, I loved it. And I think it's just been omnipresent for me ever since, in a way that I can't actually pinpoint where it started. I mean, I remember watching it more than anything else on Sky. It was on every single afternoon. Yeah, it was on Nickelodeon. Um, well, even prior to that, I remember it on Sky One. Oh, bloody hell. Um, 
that that's where I first remember watching it. DJ Cat and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, I think Terrestrial over here. I think BBC had it. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. Right. But I, I I can never remember watching it there. I just I remember watching it. Because uh, my nan used to pick me up from school when I was younger, and I'd go to my nan's before my mother came home from work, and I just always remember getting to my nan's in time to watch Turtles yeah. on DJ Cat, and I would that would be me for the afternoon until I got picked up. I'd be watching Turtles. Yeah, I mean, I I remember it when it I remember it coming out. As I again, I don't remember specific episodes or you know, the exact time of day or whatever, but I remember that it would have been I was I was in my first year of junior school, so I'd have been what seven or eight. Yeah, that probably sounds about right because I reckon I was about ten or eleven. So that's yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, rem- I remember it coming, um, and I remember it being like the, the thing that everybody was into. Mm. And as kids, no, as kids do, so they they'll latch, somebody will latch onto it, and then they'll tell their friends about it, and everybody will watch it. And whether you like it or not, you'll watch it because everybody else is watching it. And yeah. I remember, like, I was at the time. I think um, it was only that and um, Real Ghostbusters I actually really wanted to watch. Yeah. And so, but those, the, so those are the two things. And then Turtles came along, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck Ghostbusters. It's not, it's not as cool because they don't eat pizza and skateboard and yeah. shit like that." I mean, even the obviously we've we've touched on Thundercats. Well, we've done an episode of Thundercats. We've touched on He Man Christmas Time, and I'm sure we'll come on to that in a full episode of its own right in future. But even as big as those two shows were, and even things like Transformers and Mask as well, this I think is is my earliest recollection of a full on cultural phenomena like turtles yeah. was fucking huge yeah i mean i think for even for the ages we, we we are now and we were at the time like transformers and he-man like they were massive and like we've talked about they were toy machines mm. um but uh same as matt they were massive but they were they would have been a bit too early for us to really buy into i think we'll have seen them we'll have remembered yeah. them very fondly as we discussed yeah. but i think but we were the right age out, yeah, for two. This was we were kind of at the point where it was actually being aimed at us to a point where the merchandising was absolutely insane. Oh, there was turtles everything. Fucking hell! I had turtles curtains, turtles bedsheet, yeah. turtles t-shirts. Yeah. I was eating turtle pizzas now, from Asda. I was going to say about turtles pizza because I remember we used we used to have them. They like those cheese and tomato and sausage and tomato. And there was one. It was a dessert pizza. Yes. Yes. Marshmallow and chocolate. It was oh, incredible. Fucking hell. It was no, the, no it wonder was, I'm diabetic. Yeah, and they were each themed to a turtle, weren't yes. they? Yes. And for some reason, I always remember the marshmallow and chocolate one was themed to Donatello. And I could not fucking, for the life of me, even as a kid, work out why Donatello would be marshmallow and chocolate. You'd think that would be Michelangelo. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. But no, it was it was Donatello's pizza. I don't know why. Yeah, it was really bizarre. But so, the, yeah, that, I, I remember we had it. We had this um, chocolate marshmallow pizza. I remember thinking, I've got a massive sweet tooth, um, as I just said, I am fairly hefty diabetic. Um, things like this are the reason why. Mm. But I remember we had it, and my mother tried a piece, and I can't even have that again. Yeah. Because we were bouncing off the walls all night. Yeah. It, it and was they good big, stuff. They weren't big pizzas. No, they, they were small. They were six or seven inch yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah. They weren't, no, they were some, what you class a single serving now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were bouncing off the bastard walls all night. Yeah. Yeah, there was turtles, everything. Yeah. Um, but even in terms of like the, the cultural phenomena that I was talking about, when you think about it, like Transformers and, and He-Man and those sort of things, like they were all about roughly the same time. One yeah. might have started before the other or whatever, but they were all on TV. And in the playground, you could, you could be into Transformers or into He-Man or into Thundercats, mm. but you wouldn't necessarily all be into the same thing. Like if somebody brought 
and Optimus Prime in, then yeah, you'd go and play with it. But Transformers just may not be your thing. You may be yeah. more into He-Man. So then when you brought toys in, you'd bring He-Man toys and everybody play with those. But Turtles, like, everyone was yeah. into Turtles. There was nobody that didn't like Turtles. It yeah. was... I, I don't know what it was that just made us all latch on. I think maybe... Maybe the kind of surfer culture that was embedded in it, which was kind of big at that early 90s as well, that, that just kind of caught on and we all, there were so many catchphrases, so we'd all run about shouting cowabunga and bodacious and yeah. just... I, I think not only that, I think the fact that it was, there were elements of it, like, there were, it was like other shows around, it was an action show, it was an adventure show, so kids engaged with it, but then on top of that, they... There was the the sort of the skate the surfer part of it. There was the fact that they they Peter and I'm like, I eat pizza. I, I, that's like me. I can honestly put my hand up and say I only eat pizza because of turtles. Yeah, I'm probably the same. Um, in in fact, I can go further than that because I have I have a weird thing about tomatoes. I don't like them. They're weird. Um, I will eat them in certain instances. So I will eat pasta sauce. I will eat pizza things like that. If I had a tomato in a salad, I would pick it out. Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah. That would have all started for me because the turtles ate pizza. So I would have ate pizza and then be like, oh, this tomato sauce is okay. So then I'd probably have some pasta sauce and then I could move on to baked beans. All of that. I mean, you're fussy when you're a kid. I know this sounds ridiculous now. But all of that would have started with turtles. So there you go. I owe my love of pizza and I do fucking love pizza. I owe all of that to turtles. Yeah. But I think that's it. I think a lot of it was the fact that it wasn't set on another planet, and they weren't. And it wasn't set with aliens, and they were no, they were they were talking robots. There were people involved. And okay, they were anthropomorph. anthropomorph I can never say this fucking word. Mutant. Um, Stick with mutant. They were um, mutant, mutant animals, but there were humans involved as well. Um, so it it made things a lot more relatable than stuff like Thundercats or Transformers, because or He Man, because they weren't set on distant worlds. No. And they they, they you, because of that, you didn't have magic. It was all stuff that was rooted in reality, apart from the mutated uh, creatures. And crying, and crying. Yeah, we'll come on to crying in a bit. Um, but yeah, so I think that a lot of it was the fact that again people could identify with it, and the fact that they had vans and they had, you know, there were cars in it, and there were buildings they might have seen on TV, or they because it was set in New York, there were representations of famous buildings that people might have seen on mm-hmm. the news and in films and things like that. And I think a lot of kids have latched onto it as something that was more worldly, if you like. Yeah, and I think part of that is helped, and obviously this has its roots in the source material, so. Really, this is more the choice of keeping this when they adapted it. But part of that has helped through April and Casey as well. Yes. Because we have an end to this world. Yeah. You know, much much in the in the same way of any sort of feature film, you always have an end to a character's world. Yes. Um, and th- they were that for us. They were acting as us in the world. They were the humans who stumble on these mutant turtles and yeah. all of a sudden their world is turned upside down. Yeah. And they get you know, drawn into this world of the foot soldiers and Shredder and all of that, which is not normal for them. Yeah. And so we're able to empathise with them. And I think that's a trope that probably, well, not probably, did come from the source material. It's just that they kept it rather than it would have been quite easy to ditch April completely as Absolutely. a character. It just wouldn't be the same without her. That's right. And I think as much as you can look at the characters of the Turtles, and they're, they're if you look at them in isolation, they're very two-dimensional whereas if you put them all together they, they represent a very mm-hmm. whole character it's very easy to sort of if you look at the turtles in isolation and not look at any of the surrounding characters it's easy to look at sort of um, Donatello as the brain Leonardo as the ego yeah. Raph as the, as the temper and, and Mikey mm-hmm. as sort of the heart and soul but if you put the supporting characters into as well the likes of April and April is very much the heart 
Yes, definitely. She's the yeah. centre of everything. Yeah. And I think that's, I say, as an into the characters, it's a very good, it's a very good insight that we get because we, we, we are preconditioned to believe what we see and what, you know, what we understand is, is possible. So as kids, not so much because you just take what's not what you see on TV as being, you know, especially in kids shows, you take that as being what it is. But for adults watching, it's like, well, hang on, how are there you know, five foot tall walking turtles? Yeah. yeah. How is there a four foot rat? Mm. Yeah. And so it, it, it does give that in. I think that's, it was a very, it would be very easy, as you said, to, to not use that character, to, to not bring that character from the comics. But I think it would have been a missed opportunity, and I think the popularity of the show would have waned somewhat. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that is what makes it different. As you say, in, in Thundercats, we don't have that character. Yeah. In He-Man, we don't really have that character. I mean, there is Marlena, He-Man's mother. Yeah. But she's not used in such a way that... No. That you can relate like that. Yeah, she's kind of a recurring bit part, if nothing else. Yeah. Nothing more. Um, and then, I suppose in Transformers, you you do have what's the kids' names? It's Scott. I want to say it's Scott. no Scott is Mask, isn't it? Yeah, is it, I want to say Daniel or something like that, or Adam or something. No, it's not Adam. It's something very. It's a very normal name. Anyway, 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 there kind of is that in Transformers, but again, it's not. It's not as integral as it is here. No, they're they're not. They're not part of the sort of the main story. No. The main story can happen without them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas you can't really imagine any turtle story not featuring April O'Neil. No, and I think the the problem you'd have as well is that if you if you went down that route saying, right, we won't have the the human supporting characters, you're kinda of just left with twenty minutes of fighting every week without any real story. Yeah. And then I mean, aside from the actual turtles themselves as well. There is the fact that most of these mutated characters at some point kind of were human, like Bebop and Rocksteady and stuff. There's yeah. that little bit of, of humanity there as well. So yeah. it's, it is actually, even though we're dealing with giant anthropomorphized creatures, okay. yeah, it, it is actually quite a human show. Yeah. Um, and you know, even taking that further on down the line, then you get to things like Baxter Stockman, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yeah, it was, and they end up riffing on the fly and stuff like that. Yeah, try saying that three times fast. Baxter Stockman, Baxter Stockman, Baxter. Jesus, that's really hard. I can't even do it twice. Yeah, um, Stockman, Baxter Stockman, Baxter. No, I, I, I remembered the character, but I've forgotten about sort of the, the, the end that you got. That the fact that April's first introduction was as his lab assistant. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she's, was it, were they Mauser robots? Mausers, yeah. yeah. Um, and her being rescued from them. Yeah. And that was kind of her first introduction to the characters as well. So well, as, as you said, as you have in most films, like, you've got that introduction by way of a third party. Yeah. That really did bed it in, because then we're not so much interested in them to start with, we're interested in, in April and, how, and what her, her world is going to be like. And then we get to know the characters through that, and then mm -hmm. we get Casey Jones on top of that as well. I mean, I think that the, the difficult thing with um, with April is that throughout the various iterations, she has various different roles and different jobs. I yes. think she's a reporter in most of them. Yeah, she's commonly depicted as a reporter, yeah. Yeah. Um, but April, not to not to reduce her to to this kind of role, but but April very much is, is almost a Lois Lane character like that. In yeah. that she exists to be April O'Neil. It doesn't matter if she's a reporter or... Yeah a lab assistant or whatever, she is there, as you say, quite rightly, as the heart and soul, and unfortunately, kind of as the damsel in distress. Yeah. That is the whole purpose of that character. She is there to get kidnapped. And yeah, she might, you know, 
she might get herself out of trouble now and again, but essentially, yeah, she, when we need to raise the stakes, April's getting kidnapped. Yeah, that's it. And then there would always be some plucking, some, some scheme, and she'd always sort of get away from the people who captured her, and then get recaptured by Shredder, or what if there was a particular story, or whatever was involved in that story, she'd be pulled back into the centre of it, so mm. they'd have to rescue her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, was, it, it is a shame, because I think over the various iterations, I think the character has evolved quite a lot from that. But every now and yeah. again, they sort of go, oh yeah, but we still need something to catalyse it all. Yeah, let's kidnap Abel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you don't, despite the fact that really the only thing that does set her apart is the fact that she's a human. I mean, yeah, gender aside, but I don't think that should come into it. Um, why can't they kidnap Casey Jones once in a while? Probably it's going to be harder. Well, yeah, but then there's no... Okay, look, Casey Jones is unquestionably one of the coolest characters in anything ever. Yeah, I think they only have, but they only still, have a finite number of foot soldiers you could beat up in one go. Yeah, but still, you know, April could have fended for herself and they could have. I, I, I just think, you know, there's no reason. They no, that's, that's that. right. And I think if he's, you were, he's also human, I mean, okay, yeah, so he's erring on the side of superhuman, I suppose, not in terms of strength or anything, but he just seems to be. Batman level unbeatable. Yeah. yeah, it's that sort of vigilante, always yeah. armed, always on sort of persona. Um, but yeah, that's probably why, because it's so much easier to kidnap Abel in whatever guy she's in, because she's a normal, quote unquote, normal human. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Casey Jones would keep the fuck out of I mean, ball. also, that yellow jumpsuit doesn't exactly make her inconspicuous, does it? No, that's right. And then it does scream, grab me, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, on, on, on the flip side of that if somebody is grabbing somebody in a yellow jumpsuit you're going to spot them because you're going to think what the fuck are they wearing yeah I mean yellow jumpsuit bright red hair she's pretty easy to spot she's wrong with Don <laughs> yeah she kind of was yeah um, but yeah so it's a, an interesting point um, coming on to the show then um, yeah Jesus we're, we're 20 odd minutes in we haven't even started on the show's yeah, history so yet. I mean as we said there are lots of iterations of the show there are Five versions of the TV show. Is it that many? Um, there, are, there are four animated versions and a, a live, live action, action as well. Yeah. There are six movies. Six? Yeah. I hang on, four. hang on, hang on then. So let's count them off. So there's the original two. So there's Turtles, then there's Secret of the Use. Yeah. Then there's the really shit one where they go back in time. Turtles in time, yeah. Is it, was it called Turtles in Time? Like the game? I yeah. didn't realise that. Okay. I think so. Yeah, they went back to like, um, Japan. Yeah, Japan, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, then there was TMNT, yeah. which for my money is probably the best film that they've made. I think it's fucking excellent. Um, where did we go from there? Then there were the two Michael Bay ones from 2014 oh, and 2016. Oh, of course there were. Which I think a lot of people repressed those. <laughs> well, I've not seen the second one yet. I have seen the first one. It's not awful. It's not the worst thing I've it's ever seen. It's not awful. But it's not good either. No, it could have been a lot fucking worse. I mean, before it came out, there was all this talk about making them aliens and all that sort of shit, which yes. thankfully they didn't do. They look a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not awful. It's okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And I mean, fucking Bebop and Rocksteady are in the second one. Like, I fully intend on watching it at yeah. some point. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so there have been a lot of iterations. I mean, for, for the purposes of this, I mean, I've, I stopped reading after the first, um, the first animated series, which is the one that kind of kicked it all off, mm-hmm. certainly here anyway. Um, but yeah, so there are lots of iterations. Um, we've talked about in the past how things like Transformers and Mask were toy machines. They were very much designed to sell toys. This was, but in a slightly more cynical way. Um, you had the comic book which came out in 84, and then um, a, a toy company uh, was approached to do a toy line based on the comic, and they weren't really keen because they didn't think it'd have the reach 
Oh hell no! Um, you could not be given a child twice based on that comic. But even even using the characters, but not not the stories, if you like. Um, so they wanted to address okay. the characters yeah. and yeah. But the the kind they of, all the same though. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, so what they said is the toy company whose name was Playmates. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That but, does not sound yeah. like a toy company. Little known Playmates Toys Incorporated was approached by producing TMNT's action figure line. Uh, they were cautious of the risk and request a TVD that be acquired first. So they actually said, we'll do it if there's a TV wow. show tied to it. That's fucking cynical. I mean, that does explain a lot as well, though, because I think if, if anybody has read that original comic or any of the subsequent reissues, and there's now fucking Turtles meet Batman and all sorts, but any of that original kind of Eastman Layard stuff from the 80s, yeah. there's just no way you see a kid's cartoon coming out of that. No way to get from. I mean, the show does fairly well in retaining most of the stuff, but I don't think you'd even think of adapting that for a for a kid's audience. Mm. Um, I mean, you can see now why then you take the leap to give in. I mean, the the show is very colourful by comparison to the comic. Yeah. Aside from the fact it's in black and white, it's still it's very colourful. Um, like originally, the tills would all have the same colour headband. They they're all wearing red. Whereas in the show you can differentiate the characters because Donald's purple yeah. and and Michelangelo's orange, so you can you can see that now because otherwise you'd have four toys that all look the same. Yeah. So they have to have different colours. Yeah, and that's why they all have, that's why you give them different weapons and they put in the show you give them all different skills so you can introduce stuff with the toy line. Mm. And what's interesting for me is that you look at a lot of a lot of these shows that you had the sh- the show and they they gave the show time to get embedded before they brought the toy line out. Yeah. The toy line on this was right on point. So the, the show launched and the Turtles and Shredder and the Foot Soldiers and the Turtle Band were available within weeks. Yeah. No, it was all designed to coincide. Just give it a couple of weeks to be this new phenomenon that everyone's talking, fucking hell, have you seen this show? Oh, by the way, there's toys. Yeah. Wow. I, I had Turtles toys, but it's, again... And it's weird, this, because like something like He-Man and Transformers have more potential to be ripped off yeah because there's so many there's such a wide variety of characters Mm. but i had more knockoff turtle toys than i had actual turtle toys (laughs) this thing was fucking ripped off everywhere and the thing is the turtles were such an easy design to copy that when you got a knockoff toy it would look exactly the same it's just it would be off color green yes it would it would be more of a kind of beigey color green but other than that it would in fact if you were to say it was a toy of the comic book. You, you wouldn't be a million miles off yeah. point because the colouring was more like it would have been in the book. Um, yeah, I remember. I distinctly remember, like at that time, we used to go on holidays to Spain quite a lot because it was big at that point. Going abroad was a new thing for yeah. everybody, and uh, I, I just remember going on holidays to Spain and these scabby knockoff seaside shops, just finding like carded turtle toys, and they'd be called something like Ninja Mutant Fighters or something yeah. like that. Um, I think mostly in terms of official toys, what I had was ooze. I had tons and tons of fucking ooze. It used to come in little yellow tubs mm. and you'd get a plastic turtle inside it and it was bright pink. Yeah, I, I, I remember having that with Ghostbusters, but not with... Yeah, and yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the same crap. It, it was just slime. Yeah, it's, it it's, it's the same stuff that you wouldn't give your kids now in case they ate it. I think you could eat it. Well, you can eat anything, it's whether you're supposed to, is the question. Yeah, no, no, I think it was safe to eat. I'm sure I can remember there being a big thing about all of that stuff being non-toxic. Right, okay. It was deliberately given a very bad flavour 
Right. But you could eat it. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Little fat kids. Yeah, there you go. If yeah. anybody's got a recipe for cooking with ooze, <laughs> hit us up. I'll, yeah. I'll give it a go. I'll tell you what. If somebody's got... I'll, I'll stick by this. If somebody's got a half-decent recipe for ooze, and it's got to be half-decent, it's, it's got to look edible, right? I will knock it up, and I'll eat it on camera. Done. There's the challenge. There you go, folks. So uh, when you get when you get around to it, uh, at SMPD Pod on Twitter or find us at the uh, Double Down Podcast Network on Facebook, and Chris will eat some shit. I, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Do not incorporate shit. I mean, unless it's integral. Yeah, and I'm not talking like don't be fucking tipping a tub of ooze in a bowl and calling it soup. I want like an actual. Yeah. It needs to look decent. It it basically needs to be the stuff that was sold. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Right, sorry, that took us completely <laughs> off point. That's all right, you, you may notice from time to time, Chris does say stupid things like that, so if we can challenge him on it, happy days. Uh, he say stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> he did just say that if somebody gives you a recipe for ooze, you'll eat it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I will. Anyway. So yeah, so talking about the show then. Um, it, it ran in, um, in this country from uh, 1989, I think. Uh, 1989 to 1996. In the, in the US, it ran from 87 to 96. Um, we came here slightly later. Um, but again, 193 episodes, so again, massive syndication, massive uh, potential to get it out there. And it syndicated all over the world. Mm. As, as we talked about, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Turtles on something, which is then why, why it kept on going, why you've had so many iterations out in so many films. Um, so the show, the, the show itself, the original, um, the original animated show, um, from memory, um, so I, I can't go into individual episodes. I remember certain bits from certain episodes. But you had, you, you've had four turtles and uh, Splinter, who's their sensei, and April O'Neil and Casey Jones, who the humans they interacted with. And they were always fighting against Shredder, the foot, the foot, ar foot army, the foot, foot clan. Foot clan. Um, and then you had Krang. Krang, yeah. Which was the fucking stupidest. There was another villain was as well. Karai, wasn't that? Hmm? There was there was another alien called Karai who they Is used. that what he was called? Karai. Then, Isn't that a fucking curry? No, slightly spelled differently. Um, and they kind of tried to cash in on Power Rangers as well by introducing an alien villain called. Oh, fuck, what was it called? Lord. This is the one Lord I'm thinking Drake. of. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, evil alien overlord bent on world conquest by trying to distract the public into believing the turtles were the enemy instead yeah, of themselves. Yeah, yeah, because I remember like for. The God, for years you'd watch it and Krang was like the big bad. Like you had, you had levels. So Shredder would report to Krang. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Krang was reporting to this other fucking guy. Because Krang got sent back to Dimension X. Dimension X, yeah. yeah. And this other fucking guy comes into it and you're like, who the fuck is this? Because Krang was fucking useless. So Krang was effectively an intestine. I always thought he was a brain. Yeah, you kind of look at him. He's kind of drawn as a pig. No, this makes sense though, because he's in the stomach he, as well. That's kind of where I was going with it. But yeah, he's supposed to be a brain, and he's got these two little arms that move joysticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're not really arms; they're kind of more technically things. But he controls. You'd think if you're going to do that, and you can control a robot. Be a good robot. Yeah, it was funny as shit. Looking dodgy wrestler looking. What like? Why was the robot just stomping around in pants? Yeah. Like, either no clothes or, or fully body dressed, armor. not pants. Yeah, you were full on armour and gadgets and shit. But yeah. This, this robot was shit. Yeah, it really was fucking shit. It just looked like some dodgy knockoff no, WWF wrestler. I kind of I get the point to an extent, because if it looks too, too menacing and too hard, it's going to detract from Shredder. Yeah. Because if, if Shredder's reporting to Krang, and Krang's got this kick-ass robot, the question would be, why does Krang need Shredder? Why does he need Shredder, yeah. 
So he needs to be a bit bollocks. But he was just fucking useless. And to a point where there was always going to be some sort of malfunction where he just started swinging around. And why, like... Okay, so that robot was, from what I remember, was about fucking eight foot tall yeah. as well. And it was humanoid. Why was it humanoid? It's not like Krang went stomping around in the city in this fucking thing. Yeah, it's not because he was could, trying to be incognito. Because you'd be like, it? hold on, there's an eight-foot bald guy with shit sunglasses wearing just a pair of pants. Yeah. And he's got a brain in his stomach moving joysticks. Like, it's not a fucking disguise. <laughs> no, exactly. So why don't you get, like, I don't know, why isn't he in a tank? Yeah. Or a big fucking spider robot? Well, what I had in my head, actually, when, when you said that was, you see it in the cartoons, like, Futurama would have done it, would have done a very good parody of it. Kind of like a bubble, like a dome, mm-hmm. and then with a platform, and then like, like, um, like ATST legs, just mm-hmm. like reverse chicken yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of see him walking around in one of those. Yeah, that would be quite cool. Almost uh, like a Ed 209 kind of thing. Yeah, but a little bit less intimidating. But yeah. Look, if you can build a... Fu- there you go. If you can build a fucking robot to live inside, why hasn't he got an Ed 209? It's yeah. got fucking guns and everything. Exactly. Like, he, he could go in that, that little bit in the front where Ed 209 slopes down where it looks like the front of a police car kind yeah. of thing. That could just flip up and Crank could be under that. Yeah. That would be much uh, easier. And then, you know, give him the Iron Man interface so you don't, he doesn't have to come out. You can still see his face and he can still talk and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess this is a kid's show so Ed 209 would be fucking frightening. But they, didn't they make a Robocop kid TV show? They made a live-action Robocop show. They might have been a cartoon as well. I can't actually. remember. I, I think there might have been a Robocop cartoon, you know. I know there was a live-action one, which... The live-action is one of the worst things I've ever fucking it was seen. On, it was on the power Baywatch nights, I seem to remember. Uh, I just remember watching about the first ten minutes or so of it, because I rented it from a video shop, because they came out on videos like, like yeah. TV movies would have. And the very first gang of thugs he dispatched, he did so by shooting the leg off a table, and it fell on them. <laughs> That's and I was like, this is not my Robocop. No. No way. I, I'm um, sorry, there needs to be arms falling off and shit like that. Well, yeah, plus why would Robocop shoot a fucking... You just shoot them in the head. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Um, where were we? I took about Krang and his robot. Yeah, Krang and his robot. So why the fuck was he not in some big... Yeah, so, something really imposing and intimidating that would have actually been useful. Yeah. Because I, mean, anyway. I mean, my recollection, and this may be slightly off, but I basically remember any time he came into... He got into any sort of harm, he would get electrocuted and he yeah. would start spinning out of control. Crang was shit. Crang was fucking rubbish. Um, there was a Robocop cartoon, Thank Robocop you. the animated series. Uh, it looks like there might have been two actually. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, all this on another episode of SMPD, folks, although I can't claim to remember this particularly well. So I, It was in there somewhere, but I can't. Fuck me, when you look at Robocop as a cartoon, he doesn't half look like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ever so slightly phallic. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Anyway, totally anyway. off topic. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I mean, the fact that it ran so long, so the fact they did have these sort of tiers of villains, you could get rid of, you could get away with getting rid of Shredder for a while and having Krang overseeing new villains, getting rid mm-hmm. of Krang and having a new overlord. But effectively, it was still the same show and you didn't lose anything by doing that. Whereas if you look at Power Rangers, which came a bit later, but it was the inspiration for them bringing in Lord Dreck. Um, they did that with their villain, I think it was after the first season, they got rid of Rita Repulsa and brought in Lord Zed. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went downhill because you think, well, he was the sort of, he was supposed to be the big bad, effectively, that, that she reported to, but he was just a little bit lame and he wasn't really that... No. He wasn't really that challenging, but he still sent the same rubbish claymation monsters to fight them. 
Yeah, uh, and it, you kind of get the same with Turtles. It was just more of the same, just with a different villain that didn't really go anywhere. Uh, yeah, I think part of it with Turtles as well, was, there's, you don't really get this in many of the other shows, really, aside from, I guess, obviously Batman the Animated Series, but Turtles has a rogues gallery, in effect. Yeah. So they weren't necessarily fighting the same villain every week, in the same way that, say, Batman, the Joker would probably crop up most of the time, but there would be entire episodes where you don't see him at all. And you could do the same thing with Krang and Shredder in Turtles. Mm. There might be an entire episode about Baxter Stockman. Yeah. There might be some where it's just Bebop and Rocksteady kicking around. Shredder will show up at the beginning and tell them what to do, and then off they go. You know, um, So Turtles did have that rogues gallery. Yeah. So they could afford to... And, and you don't really get that in those other shows. Like Transformers would... It would always, it always be Megatron. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, would, and the Decepticons. And with He-Man, it would always be Skeletor and... Other minions. Yeah. But, yeah, but with Turtles, you could have entire episodes where yeah. you don't see Krang and Shredder. Um, and I think part of that just comes back to what we were saying earlier on with the, the kind of imagination behind the various kind of mutated versions of things that yeah. uh, that would pop up. Okay, so, um, yes, I mean, as a, as a show itself, I'd say it was... You could get no. It wasn't. It wasn't as if like, we talked about um, Doctor Handing before, and it was episodic, and you kind of needed to follow it. Yeah, this it. isn't that. This, this was episode of the week. It there was is there is a very loose thread. Yeah, there, there is. I was going to say there there is a theme that runs through it. Yeah, but it's not all encompassing. It, it doesn't. No, the, it's not the entire no show. Arc, no. Really. Um, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I can't quite decide. I think if you were to do it now, you would probably be writing an overarching storyline. So even if you had your Monster of the Week show or your, your Villain of the Week show, you still have a thread to pull out every now and again. Or if you get to that point, think, right, we've done that show, we've done that particular episode or that particular story with a different villain four times this season. Mm-hmm. You can go back to the well and say, right, okay, well, we've got this thread to pull out. Back, back then, I think you probably got away, with, got away with not having that a bit more. I think, yeah. you, I think it was a lot easier to say, right, okay, well, we don't actually need... I think, if, if we're honest, when you look at what... Hero Turtles was then, uh, not so much the, the newer shows now, but when you look at, which is essentially what we're talking about, you know, when you look at Hero Turtles, the, the first one, the one that we really remember fondly, if you tried to impose an overarching story on that, you would ruin it. Yeah. Ruin? ruin. What the hell is that? You would ruin it. Um, part of the reason it's so fondly remembered and part of the reason it caught on in the way it did is because it's just fun. It's yeah. colourful and fun. Yeah, and you had characters who had a serious side to them, but they were all, you know, they said silly things. They said radical and bodacious and Carol yeah, Bunger yeah. and Dude and Bummer and Bogus all the time. You had the, all these catchphrases that came out all the time. So, I mean, it was very easy for kids to play at being these characters. Yes. And probably, Easiest fancy dress ever still. Get yourself some green face paint and you're awake. Yeah. Dead easy. Um, and listen, in terms of the catchphrases, I imagine probably to the children of most parents at the time. Because their kids oh, were start coming out with all the bollocks. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, it was it was a very from that from that perspective, I said it was a fun show, but kids could really buy into it. Mm. Um, and then when it finished, I say it ran until November nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six, really? So the original it, show. The original show. Um, oh. So I mean, it ran um, one hundred ninety three episodes. I forget. So it's you know it's a, yeah, it's a long old run, but there were lots of things that came straight after it. You know, Battle Toads, Cheetah Men, Wild West Cow, uh, Cowboys, and Mesa. Um, so lo- there are loads of shows that came about, which were basically about mutant animals. Yeah, um, yeah. Possibly the biggest one being Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, but uh, well, and Street Sharks as well. 
Street Sharks, yeah, that's on the list as well. Like a night from Mars was shit. It was, but it was... I mean, Street Sharks was more shit, but it yeah. was so shit, it I was good. But Night from from Mars, I think, um, we're going off point uh, quite a lot, as usual. Um, it was shit, but it, for whatever reason, they, they, there was a, a higher level of veracity with the marketing. Also, just to come back on my point, Bike and Mice from Mars did attempt overarching stories. Yes. And there you go. They case in point. Yeah, it balls it up. But then I, I think if you had better writers, maybe would have yeah. worked. But who knows? Street Sharks is maybe something we need to look at because you will not believe how shit that show is. <laughs> I, I only very vaguely remember it's it. It's hilariously so. bad. So um, we'll give that a look. Best of all of these shows, though, other than Turtles, best knockoff turtle show, Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh my god! I that's remember the title, one. but I don't remember what it looks like at all. Most annoying theme tune you'll ever hear. Brilliant. But it was bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Yeah, so it's good. Tom. I'll, it's I'll good. give a look. Uh, there you go, folks. That's your homework for next time. Yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so after that series, you had. Um, I said we had the, uh, the the first Cruncher movies, the live action movies, mm-hmm. which went back to the um, the Ninja brand. Um, they were Henson puppets, I think. Were they, were they handsome? I think so, yeah. Okay. I'll, um, I'll come back to that in a minute. But then after they had um, what they called original video animation. Um, just to st- did they so just stop in on those yeah. those films briefly. Um, I guess this was at a time and I was at an age where, I mean, fuck, the Mario movie came out about this time as well and I remember liking it, okay? So there's no accounting for taste when you're a kid. <laughs> but these films, even then, I knew those films were fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, I, the first one I don't remember as vividly as others, but the, um, the second one, the Super Reviews... Oh my God, that's a terrible film. Yeah, I mean, I remember coming to that and going, what the fucking hell is this all about? They just lost so much in translation... Yeah. Which later on TMNT would put right. Yes. Um, I don't know why they felt the need to to just take what was working so well on the screen and and change it, like because on the cartoon had already changed it from the source material. So then to attempt to almost reverse engineer that back slightly. Yeah, but was nuts. But it it didn't really come off anyway. No. At all. Well, it's very difficult. If you go, if you were to look at it now as an adult and say, right, okay, I'll watch the run, maybe not all of episodes, but I'll mm. watch a crunch of them, and I'll watch the films. There's not even any correlation other, no, no, than, other than the, the, the brand. Films, the films are closer to the comics than they are the cartoon, which is just madness. Yeah. Madness. Um, I mean, the, the comic was fairly well received and it did quite well, but I think it had a huge boost because of the, the TV show. Well, yeah, I said that that's so, how I originally found it. Yeah, so I mean, to then say, okay, well, we're going to go away from the TV show and back to the original material, which people aren't as familiar with, didn't like as much, and, and they, are only buying because of... And then they the, didn't really stick to it either. It's closer to that, but, but again, I still it, wouldn't call it a faithful adaptation. No, because it was so watered down to make it PG. To make, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, the big problem with it. Um, just, but it did give us Turtle Power and Go Ninja Go. That is very true. Um, but yeah, just talking about the films for a brief time, as I said, there are six of them. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 1990. Uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, 91. Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time in 93. So they, they knocked them up pretty quick. Uh, Turtles are played with various actors in costumes featuring animatronic heads produced by Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. Oh, there you go. Okay. Four films, a CGI animated film, TMNT in 2007. And then the reboots from Michael Bay, um, produced by Platinum Dunes uh, in 2014. And... Uh, the sequel, Out of the Shadows, released in 2016. So, um, again, yeah, various styles and various degrees of success yeah. with the films. 
Um, um, just just to go back to those quickly, I know I've said it a few times already, but if anybody is listening to this that is a Turtles fan and hasn't seen TMNT, where the fuck just, have you been? Yeah, just stop what you're doing now and go and watch it. Because yeah. that it really is the best Turtles film that's yeah. ever been made. It's I, fucking excellent. Yeah, I mean, by all means, hit pause. We'll wait till you come back and just go and spend two hours doing that. Yeah. Um, I'll put the camera on. The, the, the fight in that, the fighting was in that film between, I mean, spoilers, but yeah. between... Raphael and Leonardo yes. is exceptionally good. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and, and the whole characterization is brilliant as well. I mean, you, you yeah, they get Raph spot on. Yeah, and I think that they kind of downplayed a lot of it in this in the show um, because it was a kids show. Yeah. So they they downplayed a lot of the tension, a lot of the, the rivalry between them. But in the film, it was just fuck it, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that we were sixty, well, twenty years removed from the original um, the original airing. Um, that kind of told quite a lot in terms of what was acceptable and, and what, what was what was expected from a yeah. film like that. Um, so yes, we had that. Then we had the um, we had the original video animation, which was um, a Japanese anime version. I've seen clips of this. I've seen more artwork from it than I have actual. I've I've seen artwork. I've not seen um, I've not seen an actual episode. Um, but the, um, the first episode was meant to advertise the, um, the Super Mutants toys, so again it was a toy tie-in in mm-hmm. Japan. Um, featured the turtles as superheroes that gained costumes and superpowers to use um, use against, um, against Shredder, B-Bot Rocksteady, and uh, who gained supervillain Okay, powers. I'm out. Yeah, fucking bollocks. Yeah. It's, it's the, the whole point of the show is gone at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's just gone, right, okay, well, we've got a popular show, let's give them superpowers. Yeah, fuck that. No. So yeah, the second live-action series, oh, you had the live-action series in 97 to 98. Um, Called, this was the one with the girl turtle, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, it's called Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, and directly follows the events of the first three movies, so it disregards the, yeah. the anime series. A fifth turtle was introduced, a female named Venus de Milo, really, um, who was skilled in the mystical arts of, Shino- of the Shinobi. The series intended a loose con- continuation of the movie franchise, a shredder had been defeated, and the Ninja Turtles encountered new villains. Other connections to the feature films include the fact that Splinter's ear was cut, the foot soldiers were humans, and the turtles laid down the abandoned subway station scene in the second third movie. Humans? They went for it. Oh, I guess they'd have to if it was live action. Yeah. Um, the next mutation, Turtles made a guest appearance on Power Rangers in space and was cancelled after one season. Hold on. Hold up. Okay, I know this is the Turtles show. There was Power Rangers in space? Yes. How the fuck? I've never heard of that show. If you go to Power Rangers... Like, we, I mean, I know there's like... Power Rangers fucking everything. Yeah. But well, Power Rangers in space just sounds so deliberately shitting on the nose yes. that it sounds unbelievable. I think there are 11 iterations of Power Rangers. 11? Yeah. So that'll be another show entirely, but yeah. So, Power yeah. Rangers in space. Power Rangers in space. Isn't that just Voltron, though? Isn't that... The... <laughs> <laughs> like, Power Rangers is very, very close to the wire of ripping off Voltron anyway. No, it's not. It's completely over the fucking wire. Yeah. So Power Rangers in space, at that point they are just Lion Force. Right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that'll be another show for another day. But So it's Power Rangers in space with turtles. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, so after that, we um, made a bit of a break. So there was a second animated series from 2003 to 2009, um, produced by 4Kids Entertainment. Uh, it began airing on a Fox box, which became 4Kids TV, um, and then moved to CW Kids. So it, it, moved, it jumped around a lot. Um, produced by uh, Mirage Studios, Mirage owned the rights to the show. Um, significant stake in creative control resulted in the cartoons more closely resembled the original comics. So they actually got a stake back in their own work. Yeah, again, I've seen I've seen little bits 
of that yes. as well. It's it's pretty decent actually. Um, but just the one thing I clicked up on out of all of that, what fucking executive honestly decided to call it Foxbox? Did they not? Have they not heard of Foxy Boxing? What like <laughs> seriously? I'm assuming it's a Fox affiliate as well, so they probably own Foxy Boxing. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so um, this second run went from 2003 to 2009, so again, a, a decent run. Um, ended with a feature length television movie called Turtles Forever, produced in conjunction with the 25th anniversary of the franchise. The feature Turtles, the 2009 series teaming with their counterparts in the 87 series. How the fuck does that oh, work? Hey, hang on. How does that work? So the new Turtles teamed up with the old Turtles. So they got meta? Yeah. What's that called? Uh, Turtles Forever from 2009. I fucking need to see that. That sounds yeah. amazing. I couldn't find it when I was uh, researching this. Well, I Turtles find Forever. Then from 2012 to 2017, we had um, the third animated uh, series. Um, Nickelodeon acquired global rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Mirage Group and 4Kids Entertainment, announced a CGI animated series. Uh, the 2012 version is characterized by anime like iconography, uh, an emphasis on mutagen, continuing to wreak havoc in everyday lives of the turtles and their enemies, and around for five seasons. So again, it's, they've kind of used the characters and gone, yeah, we're going to throw out the backstory and start again. Yeah. Um, now, it's interesting that it's, we've ended up at Nickelodeon. Sorry, I've just found a photograph from Turtles Forever. This thing looks fucking incredible. Um, but the, if, I'm, if I'm correct, the rights for Turtles are now fully owned by Nickelodeon. Right. Okay, so at this point then... Surely we must be going on somewhere like Nickelodeon haven't bought this for nothing, have they? Uh -huh. So there must be more turtles to come, because because turtles the turtles rights over the years are, are fucking crazy. Like yes. even just between Eastman and Layard, like little bits yeah. of the property are owned by different people. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Well, the the Mirage um, block, the second animated series, was co-produced by Mirage. Uh, Mirage owned one third of the rights of the series. Um, and the rest was owned by whoever it was. Nickelodeon announced in a new two-day animated series based on the franchise entitled The Rise of the Two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which debuted in fall 2018. Oh, wow. So there's, there's, so there's like a show, imminently new There's a show of landing at the end of this year. Amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, as you said, they're not going to board it for nothing. And they, no, they've no. already come out and said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to make more. Which is, I think, will be a good thing. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I've got a reasonable amount of faith in what Nickelodeon have done with the turtles so far, so yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to, have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, so yeah, we, we touched earlier on, um, talk about the films at length, um, we touched on the merchandise earlier. Now, if you go to the wiki page for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, about two thirds of it is merchandise. Really? It's I mean, it was turtles everything. Oh, there was, there was, there was turtle clothes, there was turtle clothes, turtle toys, turtle videos, there was a tabletop role playing game. A what now? What like Dungeons and Dragons? Yep. Like an actual like. Yep. Dice game. Uh, in 1985, Palladium Books published Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. This is a standalone game as well as acting as an expansion game for their rifts. The game uses many key, many key mechanics from the Palladium system. The game itself is limited to which martial arts are available. A separate book, Ninjas and Super Spies, increased the amount of available choice to 41 martial arts styles. Uh, Fucking hell. Yeah, it just it basically looks like a, a board game. Wow. It looks like, like Hero Quest and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but not like a board game like Do Not Pass Go. Like, no, 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 no. Fuck me. So, yeah, I mean, you would. I mean, we talked about all the various things. My, 
I vaguely remember having like a, as a child uh, like a, a kitchen tabletop um, style pinball machine. I'm fairly sure. That. I'm fairly yeah. sure that was turtles. Yeah. Um, there was one. Yeah. I had, I had a skateboard that was turtles. Uh, and I mean, there were loads of turtles skateboard. That was a must-have toy at yes. one point. The turtles skateboard. Yeah. And that was just because Michelangelo would be seen skateboarding in the Correct. show, and so. Yeah. So there was that, and, that's, and they were they were the toy weapons, except the nunchucks, because you know, nunchucks. Kind of nunchucks, yeah. But you could have katanas and size and yeah, and size are fine, but yeah, nunchucks, no. Um, so yes, I mean, I mean, the, there the, was all this stuff. Yeah, the key bit of merchandising for me really was the fucking video games. Like mm. Turtles has got some seriously good games. Yeah, like I remember the arcade game very vividly. Ah, such a fucking good game, economy game. Yeah, and there was because there was. There were a couple of rugby. There were very few opportunities for four-player games at that point as well. I think Turtles really started. Well, I can't say started. Gauntlet started yeah. that, but Turtles picked that up and ran with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they just started smashing them out. You had Simpsons, you had X Men, yeah. Captain America and the Avengers, and there were all these big stand-up four-player cabinets. Yeah. Which looked fucking amazing, but if you were player one or player four. You were stuck at the side of the screen and you yes. couldn't see back off. It was yeah. useless. I remember we were saying we went to we went to Florida and it was the time where they were you know, they were really massive over here. And I said mm-hmm. they, they'd been about for a year or so before right, in America, but it was an arcade game in our hotel, and so we go down and just take a shit out of quarters with us and kept on playing through it. And other kids would be jumping in and jumping out as, yeah, yeah. as they ran out of money and all the rest of it. And more kids would arrive, and in the space of two weeks, we just like, fuck. It, I'm playing this every day because we've got yeah. to finish it. And I can't remember if we ever did finish it. I know we got pretty close to the end. I don't know if we actually finished it. But yeah, it was just a case of like, kids would be coming along and I'll shit them out of money and they'd go away and somebody else would jump on. Yeah. And it was just fucking incredible. Yeah, they were excellent. And especially those four-player cabinets because it, was, it, it wasn't like you could just put your money in and you'd be in the centre if you were player two, for instance, and then you'd pick your turtle. No, no, no. Yeah. The two-player cabinet was like that where you'd have a character select screen. Yeah. That four-player cabinet... There was a separate section of the cabinet for each coloured. turtle, and it was coloured. So you had to put your money in yeah, according yeah. to if, which turtle you, if you wanted, wanted to be. If you wanted to be Leo, you had to put it in the, in the blue slot, which, play, which I always played one because yeah. he was the leader. And yeah, you had to pick the one you wanted, and that yeah. was it. Now, anybody that picked anyone other than Donatello in that game, fucking idiot. Yeah. Because Donatello was massively overpowered because of the bow staff. His yeah, reach was incredible. Could spin around and shit yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his reach was absolutely incredible. It just made the game easy. Yeah. Because you could literally shove the staff into the gut and throw him over the head. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so I remember that very fondly. Uh, on top of that... There was a NES game as well, which was excellent. Yeah, I mean, there were so many iterations. I mean, I've got two-thirds of a page just on video games um, for all the way through from the late 80s. Yeah, I have quite um, a few of them. I remember the Game Boy version. Yes, I remember the Game um, Boy one. And again, there were quite a few of those. Um, Turtles in Time was my favourite. Yes. It was an arcade game and then a SNES port. Yeah, um, but you had, for the Game Boy, which is the ones I remember because I had a Game Boy, everyone had a Game Boy, um, uh, For the Foot Clan, um, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue. Don't remember Radical no, Rescue. No, I don't remember that one, I remember the first two. And then you had um, Tournament Fighters. Which was, that was shit. Yeah, I had that on the SNES. I don't remember that one. Oh my god, it was bad. Was it just like a, a beat? It's em a up? Street Fighter clone. Okay. Essentially, it's a one on one beat em up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, so then um, from there, Konami acquired the license to adapt the 2003 series into a game franchise, resulting in a new series of games, a 3D gameplay inspired by the old um, beat em up games, consisting of um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2003 video game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Battle Nexus, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Mutant Nightmare. Uh, and then they moved to Ubisoft, who did the adaptation of the, the movie. Mm hmm. 
uh, and in Activision and Platinum Games. I was going to say there's a Platinum one yeah. as well, which I've not played yet. But yeah, that came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, uh, Activision and Platinum Games announced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant in Manhattan for the PS4, <laughs> PS3, yeah. Xbox One, Xbox Three Sixty, and PC. Games describes a third-person team-based brawler. The campaign player was sing- single player or co-op, and have an original story written by Tom Watts, IDW comic writer and editor. I need to play that because I'm a huge Platinum Games fan, and Platinum plus Turtles, yeah, should be fucking awesome. Yeah. So that, yeah, so that's widely available, and then you've got um, there's a free-to-play role-playing video game uh, game released by Legion in 2016 for iOS and Android and yeah, Kindle Fire and shit. Yeah, free to play. Um, fuck that. Based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, twenty twelve TV series, which I think that was the CGI one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Where they look really fucking freakish. And then history, interestingly, I didn't know this. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles appear as playable characters in the DC Comics fighting yeah, game Injustice, Injustice Two, yeah. as part of the Fight the Pack Three downloadable content. I did not know that. That's that's only just come out. I may have to go and find that. Mm. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, in every facet, I mean, that we've talked about the, the sort of the merchandise, but I mean. They've basically been around for 30 years. Yeah. I, I don't gone remember anywhere. a time pre-Turtles. I did exist pre-Turtles. Yeah. I just, I can't ever remember Turtles not being around. No, that's right. And I think, as, as I said, I think we were, we were of an age when it appeared in this country whereby we were, we were the demographic it was aimed at. Yeah. And I think that was probably the first time for the shows we've talked about so far. That's probably the first time that happened because... The stuff we've talked about here and a lot of the stuff we've done who wins has been stuff that came out in the early 80s which we'd have been around for yeah. but wouldn't necessarily remember first time around or wouldn't necessarily have the attachment to yeah. had it not dragged on. So it's, yeah. it's quite interesting. And then in other media, so we had the, the role-playing game which I mentioned. Um, there were food tie-ins which we mentioned. Turtles Pizza. Turtles Pizza. Royal Ooze Gelatin Desserts. There you go. Right. If anybody's got any of those to hand, send them in. They're 30 Hit years Hit us up, I'll send you my address. Oh, jelly keeps... Like, if there's a nuclear war, I'm pretty sure you could still eat jelly. If you had a mouth and stuff. Okay. Well, well it, no, you might not have a mouth. If there's a nuclear it, war, you might mutate. If it comes to that, if, if there's a nuclear war and we still have mouths and we can get hold of this jelly, we'll find out. Right, fair enough. Um, there was a concert tour. I vaguely remember this. No, I didn't. I was laughing my ass off when I read this. Yeah, I vaguely remember this happening. Um, the, the entry on Wiki is, To capitalise on the Turtles' popularity, a concert tour was held in 1990. Premiering Radio City Music Hall on August 17th. The Coming Out of Their Shells tour featured live action turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my um, god. The Coming Out of Their Shells tour featured live action turtles playing music as a band Donatello on the keyboards, Leo on the bass, Raph on the drums, and sax, and Mikey on guitar. Um, on stage around a familiar plot line April's co- is kidnapped by Shredder, and turtles have to rescue her. The story had a very Bill and Ted-esque feel with them in power of rock and roll literally defeating the enemy in the form of Shredder who only rapped about how he hates music. I, I, I had to step over that line very carefully because where was typed the centre of wiki you said raped, not rapped. Nice. So I, I almost um, said something different. Uh, but he, he raps about how he hates music um, and he's trying to eliminate all music. A pay-per-view special highlighting the concert was shown and the studio album was released. This is what I can remember then if there was a favourite. Because I, I knew I wouldn't have been to see it live. But I do remember turtles playing instruments. I mean, coming out of their shell. That was the, that was that was the opening track. There were ten tracks on the concert tour. Coming out of their shells, sing about it, tubing, which I'm assuming is about the sewers and skating in the sewers. Yeah, yeah. Skipping stones, pizza power, walk straight, no treaties, 
Cowabunga, April Ballad, and Count On Us. So it sounds like a fucking laugh riot. Yeah. Um, I've just got this image of Shredder rapping now because, like, he, you wouldn't see his mouth because it would be behind the metal well, that's it. mouthpiece. So that must look weird as fuck. It, it reminds me, there's a really stupid point in, I think it's the original Scary Movie, um, where Ghostface raps and he's flailing his arms around and people are getting stabbed left, right and centre. But you can't see his face. So yeah. It's just this little disembodied white head going... <laughs> And it means yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what Shredder's rap yeah. is going to be like. You know, yeah. So it, it seems a bit stupid. Um, the tour was sponsored by Pizza Hut. Of course. Yeah. So many references are made to their pizza. Empty Pizza Hut boxes are seen on screen uh, in the Behind the Shells VHS. Behind the Shells, right? Behind the Shells, yeah. yeah. Um, as part of a cross-marketing strategy, Pizza Hut restaurants gave away posters, audio cassettes of coming out of their shells, and official tour guides as, premi- as premiums. The original show of the tour was released on video, uh, with the making of video also released. I must have seen this on video. The song Pizza Power was used by Konami for the second arcade game Turtles in Time. So that's why I know the song as well. So so yes, I mean, there was a concert tour for a show that has nothing to do with music. I mean, fucking hell, that's commitment to a bit. I tell you, it wasn't the song. Now you say it's Pizza Power as well, I tell you what that is. There's a sound drop whenever you pick up a pizza in Turtles in Time and it does go, Pizza Power! That's, That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. It's not the whole song, they've just got a sound drop from it. So yeah, um, but I mean that, that's commitment to a bit. That, yeah, that's taking your merchandise to a whole new level. I mean, that's, that's fucking genius. That's, yeah. Now, as someone who has been to see Batman live, I can tell you that this sort of thing is never a good idea. Yeah. I mean, Batman I was, was okay, but I mean, that was Batman, so... Yeah, you give it a bit of license because of what it is. Well, yeah, because at least it's human or humanoid characters. Yeah. Seeing the turtles on stage, I mean, I can't imagine those are... We're not talking like now where you go to Disney World and they've got animatronic talking Mickey. We're talking the 90s. So not only is Shredder's mouth not moving, yeah, these, these are guys in big foam outfits at this point. Yeah, yeah. of course they are. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So um, yeah, we talked about the um, the M- Disney MGM Studios theme park and the sort of the, the turtle party and the turtle band. Um, so as well as that, they made appearances in Disney's Very Merry Christmas Parade. Um, they sang their own rendition of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and they appeared in the Easter Parade, dancing to the single Pizza Power. Um, and the live shows um, and appearances ceased in '96. So when when the show finished running. Yeah. So again, Turtles licensing is interesting, isn't it, really? Because Disney obviously had some say in it there, whether they just had a theme park rights or whether they had a license. I think MGM put out the, um, the, the first cartoon, didn't they? Okay, yeah, so there you go. So that would be where it came from there. Then it would have gone to Nickelodeon, which at the time would have been Universal. Yeah. Then to Fox, which then would put them back at Disney now. Well, now it would, yeah. Yeah. But Nickelodeon owned it again. I don't actually know who owns Nick now. Oh, fuck no. I don't think it's Universal anymore. No, I f- no, I'm not sure. Me either. But again, Turtles licensing. If you're yeah. interested in such things, and I appreciate it is kind of nerdy, but if you have any interest in the showbiz industry at all, Turtles licensing is fucking it, yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, if you would... Oh, there you go. There's an entire section on, on Wiki, which we can't, I might as well do now, um, since we're on it. Okay, strap yourself in. <laughs> yes, this is going to get re- either really interesting, really boring, or really confusing. Um, the original animated series from 87 to 96 was produced by Fred Wolf, Fred Wolf, Wolf. Films, yeah, Dublin, yeah. Um, and Murakami Wolf Dublin. 
um, and syndicated by Group W. The series itself is owned by Wolf Films and home entertainment rights residing with Lionsgate Entertainment. Until recently, syndication belonged to Nickelodeon and former corporate sibling CBS. The initial five-part miniseries... That's Fox then, isn't it? Yes. CBS is Fox, isn't it? Yeah. So Disney do own it? Yeah, so it's come full circle. I don't know when this was uh, when this this post was added. Um, it's copyrights Playmate Toys in uh, the initial five five part run, um, and the rights to those episodes were bought by Fred Wolf Films. So basically, they they made it. They had the result, the rights. They sold it to the toy company and then bought them back. Um, Seven did the um, the next mutation, so the live mm-hmm. action show, um, and as of 20, September twenty eleven, still own it. Uh, second anime series co-produced by Mirage and 4Kids Entertainment Nickelodeon bought it in 2009 uh, the films the first films were Warner Brothers um, Fo- uh, Fox did the second one yeah it just gets really fucking confusing to be honest they bounced around everywhere Bas- basically at some point everybody and their fucking grandmother has owned it and nobody's done anything proper with it no um, we talked about the, um, the difference of Ninja Turtles and Hero Turtles um that was the sort of the main controversy around it as to why they changed the name. Um, upon TMNT's first arrival in the UK and Ireland, the name was changed to Hero Turtles, uh, since local censorship policies, policies deemed the word ninja to have excessively violent connotations for a children's programme. Uh, consequently, everything related to turtles, comic books, video games, toys, etc. had to be renamed and rebranded before being released in these nations, as well as in the German-speaking countries. So, again, it was one of those, it's like, okay, we can't trust anybody to actually say the word ninja. So what can we do? I mean, it's odd though, isn't it? Because, so, we, we're not allowed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yet we're allowed American Ninja, for instance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, beyond that, I said, they, they were heavily censored and heavily edited for release. So, even the, the, so the theme tune, as we said, they, they changed, changed out the word Ninja for Hero in the chorus. Yeah. And there's a, there's a line, which I'd forgotten, it's in the middle of, like, the, the third verse or something, where it's um, Splinter taught them to be Ninja Teens. And they had to change it to fighting teens. I did not realise that was even supposed to be ninja teens. Yeah. Um, the world's most fearless fighting team is how it will always be. Yeah. <laughs> um, the policies also had other effects, such as editing out the use of Michelangelo's nunchucks, or nunchaku, sorry, because that's the um, which were at the time banned by James Furman, chairman of the BBFC, um, from appearing films and generally toning down the usage of the turtles' weapons. To head the problem off, showrunners elected to remove Michelangelo's nunchucks and replace them with a grappling hook called the Turtle Line. What a load of fucking rubbish. Rubbish. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it was heavily censored before it came here just because, um, as a society, the generation that preceded us were a bunch of fucking idiots. Mm. Um, apart from that, the other, the other sort of thing that's listed in controversy is the, um, the departure from the, from the origin. Yeah. Um, which you always get with... Um, you always get with adaptations anyway. You, get, you, know, you have different origin stories or different versions, but then the fact that... They've got, they went so far away from the original comic in the cartoon and then they've, they've moved away from that to another version to another version, thinking they're expanding on the original. Yeah, I think one of the things with Turtles is the original jump from the comic to the cartoon, even though they, they retained certain elements of it, they made it more company, and it definitely became its own thing. And the problem since then is every other iteration has just tried to... Not be its own thing, but try to adapt an adaptation, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it's that thing of you don't want to make more of the same. You want to put your own yeah. stamp on it to a point. So you, you kind of think, well, I, I need to keep the bits that people liked. I need to keep yeah. the popular bits, but I want to put my own spin on it. Yeah. Not realising that 
that in itself is a departure. It's a departure, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll, I'll read this because you like the end of this bit. The Turtles engaged in a great amount of overt violence in the pages of the early Mirage comic book um, uh, by Eastman Laird. As TMNT were introduced to the mainstream, they were radically redesigned, and in the issue in issue 19 of uh, the comic, the creators published an editorial addressing any possible concerns of readers as a result of this. It stated in past, we've allowed the wacky side to happen and enjoy it very much. All the while, though, we've kept the originals very much ours. 40 pages of what we enjoy and want to see in our books, whether it comes from our own hands or those talented people we work with. In the film Turtles Forever, the original Mirage Turtles refer to their descendants as sellouts in reference to their colourful accessories. And their, their originals are portrayed in black and white. Yeah, that was one of the images I was looking at yeah. earlier on. So it's uh, fucking awesome, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you don't... <clears throat> a lot of these things, when they run on for a while, they try to get a bit meta and a bit clever. It yeah. doesn't always work. That sounds fucking brilliant. Just I mean, I just want to see a. I I want to see all. So there's essentially three iterations of turtles in that film. Yes. I would just love to see the other two just thrown down with the original turtles. Yeah. It'd just be hysterical. Just arms and legs flying everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Fucking great. Um, and just uh, it, because of the way my mind works and because of the horrendous nerd I can be at times, um, the fact that. The rights are now back with Disney, and Marvel is back at Disney. Makes me wonder if this, and it's such a stupid and minor thing, but if in this reboot, if there's any chance they're going to tie the Daredevil origin in. Maybe. Because that would be fucking amazing. You never know. I mean, again, if you're listening and you haven't planned it yet, copyright us, fuck off. I mean, you, you've got to think they're doing that now. I do, a lot of these cartoon reboots, uh, reboots sorry, have landed on Netflix anyway. Yeah, and if this lands on Netflix and they find a way to tie in the Daredevil origin with Turtles, that would just break my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't know. You're not the only one there. I've got to be honest. But um, yeah, like I say we've talked about it for about an hour, or more than an hour. Um, it took us quite a while to get to get onto the show itself, just because of where it came from and where uh, it sits. Yeah, I think that just shows the level of excitement that can still be generated I think so I mean, I think the, fact that, the fact that I mean this show first aired 30 years ago um, A makes us feel quite old um, mm. but you know the, the fact that this show came about at a time where <coughs> we were just the right age to appreciate it for what it was um, and some of the things we talked about came too early so we were kind of looking at them as a, we remember them from the time when we rewatched them and got mm. back to them and, and have an appreciation from there and other things, we were slightly older when they came about, so we had a, a different appreciation from there as well. This one, we were banging the catchment for. We were absolutely spot on the yeah. demographic. And I think that shows possibly more than any other show we've done so far, because there's a lot more cultural uh, response to it as well that we, well, we remember from when we've we were kids. We've talked about the show, actually. Well, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, it's been more about turtles as, a, as an entity yeah and I think that was probably always going to be the case because it's so large it's such a big thing such a big entity it was always and, and as you say particularly to us as a, as a generation like I think this probably this probably is it for me like in terms of if you if you were to say me name a cartoon from your youth I thought turtles yeah it's not it's not necessarily as I look back on it now I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best one at the time it was certainly my favourite yeah and I think, I, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't rewatched Turtles at all for this recording. I don't need to. Hmm. Turtles has never, ever gone away yeah. for me. Ever. Yeah. It's still, like you say, I, I was playing Injustice 2 only this morning. <laughs> like, it, it, Turtles are around. Yeah. 
I've, I'd say the same. I mean, I, I did rewatch a couple just against getting back into the spirit of it before doing the, the rest of the research. I honestly did and didn't just read Wikipedia. Um, but picked up a couple and I remember going, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember this bit. And it was, I was genuinely sitting there going, yeah, come on, get him. Get him. And it's yeah. the way you react to the show as a kid. And I, I've had the same reaction now, 30 years later. Yeah. Because, it, as I said, it's never left, but it's something that's so well ingrained that, that is, that's the show, that's how I respond to that show. Yeah, there is, there is still something, and it's probably ingrained in me now from that, from that time, there is still something in me that will get excited every time something turtles crosses my radar. Yeah. All of these various shows that have come since, none of them have been particularly good to a level that I've wanted to watch them, but I've always been aware of them happening. Hmm. I've always had a dip in and a look yeah. at them. And, I, and I'll always, I always will do that. Like I said, I've, I've seen the first Michael Bay movie. I'm interested in watching the second one. I know it'll be shit, but it's Turtles. Yeah. I'll watch it. At the end of I'm, it, I'm well pumped for this thing yeah. in, in fall this year. Yeah. And at the end of it, I mean, the, the, the second Michael Bay movie, it's, it's a Turtles movie. It's a Michael Bay movie, so you know what you're getting with it. Yeah. Generally. If you go into expecting you know, Michael Mann, you're not going to get it. No, no, no. But if you go into expecting shit to blow up and fighting and all the rest of it, happy days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it's turtles. Yeah. I'll watch it. So, I mean, we, we normally sort of wrap up um, asking if it's worth a rewatch, but I think in this instance, I don't think we need to ask that question. I think we've probably covered that several yeah, hundred I mean, times. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I just said it. Is, is it worth a rewatch? The answer, in a roundabout way, is actually no, because it's not a rewatch, because it's never, yeah. ever gone away. Ever. <laughs> That's right. So, um, if, you, if you've not seen it or you're not that familiar with it, but I mean, all 193 episodes of the original run are available on DVD. They were available on VHS at the time the, uh, the wiki article was written. I don't think anybody makes VHS anymore. I can still see the cover. In fact, I bet it's kicking around in my attic. I can still see the cover of the first VHS release. Yeah. It's a blue cover with all four turtles. One of them's in a manhole. I want to say it's Mikey that's in the yeah. manhole and the three are stood behind yes. him. I can still, and it's got, it's a, it's got like a sunburst effect behind yeah. it. It's just blue with a white sunburst. I can still see that cover. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it is widely available um, on on DVD, uh, on streaming services, on iTunes, and wherever else you get your videos from. Um, so yeah, check it out. I mean, if nothing else, for a, a good burst of nostalgia, I'd say it's uh, it's done wonders for me uh, rewatching. Um, so yeah, so that's um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Hero Ninja, Ninja whatever. Um, We're non-judgmental, non-denominational turtles. That's it's right. Fine. Turtles is turtles, man. We're yeah. all people. Um, well, they're not the turtles, but <laughs> turtles are people too. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, um, if you've enjoyed the show, um, just go to our website, ddpodcast.net, or find us on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network, uh, or on Twitter, we're SMPDpod. Um, and say, check out some of our other episodes. On the website, we've got some other shows as well, which are uh, pretty good. Some are really good. Judge for yourselves. Until next time. Cowabunga, dudes! <laughs>